on this week's episode of Unwritten. He's out. Yes, sir. Brad is out. Look at, look at this. Brad is out. And He's demon man. The hidden ball the trick. The hidden ball trick. A-Rod might have said, I got it about right here. And John McDonald is really hot at Alex Rodriguez. Dude, I have a I have an incident with A-Rod that something like that <laughs> surprise, happened to me. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I saw that happen. I go, that happened to me. Hello and welcome to Unwritten. Modesty and Major League Baseball. J-Roll, Jimmy Rollins is in the house with me, Ron Darling. We're lucky enough on this show, J-Roll, to have Sean Casey, who's going to join us later. You know, Jimmy, we always deal with a different subject every week, and the subject we're going to deal with this this week is gamesmanship mm-hmm. and the ability of teams to push the envelope or individuals to push the envelope. What do they say if you're not cheating, you're not trying? You're not trying. The Hall of Famer Hank Greenberg once said that baseball is a game where – you try to get away with anything if you can. If you trap the ball in the outfield, you always hold it up and say you caught it. So when you think of gamesmanship, are you for it, against it, or some things are good and some things are bad? All the above, um, <laughs> except except the against part, unless, unless it's cheating. Look, I'm all for it. It's psychological warfare out there. When you're playing uh, Major League Baseball against the most talented guys in the world, it isn't always just hitting and running and pitching and – those little things. Sometimes it's talking to a guy, maybe taking him off his game. I remember guys would get the second base, uh, you know, the Mets in particular. If there was a hot hitter and I'm like, hey, man, you know, what are you doing? You know, like you've done something different because I felt if I got that player to think about it, they know I'm watching. Because I'm watching, maybe they are trying to impress me or to make it look as easy as it's been looking so far. So if I could get them out of their their, their mindset of being locked to get them out of that zone – I've done my job to help my team, you know, maybe get this guy out. May not happen now. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe they're locked in for a day. But tomorrow going forward, they're starting to think about, man, I was looking good. Jimmy said something. That's all part of it. Like, it, And, and is that cheating or is that trying? That's trying to me. <laughs> I'm right. trying to distract you. Cheating is, you know, an example of, you know, somebody doing something that they shouldn't. They're definitely. Cork, cork they're definitely Exactly. Th- those are no-nos. That's, that's just cheating. But. You were cheating for the right causes for your team. But if you get caught, you're going to get popped, one. You might get drilled, uh, two. Um, so, look, I'm for it. I'm definitely not against it. There are things that you shouldn't do, things that you can't do. Um, some things are written down. Some things aren't. But, look, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. I've heard that my whole life. And guess what? I did a little bit of trying. <laughs> Let me tell you, no one has been played more than this story I'm going to tell you. So I go to San Diego. It's after my rookie year. Tony Gwynn, of course, is one of the bright rising hitters in the game. And as I go to sleep around 11, 12 o'clock one night, I turn on one of the local TV channels, and there's Tony Gwynn talking about hitting, Mm -hmm. talking about the pitchers he faces in the National League. And he lists his five pitchers that he doesn't see the ball well against. I make the list. So so as I'm going to bed – I'm feeling good about myself, you know, <laughs> patting myself on the back. Tony of Gwynn course, says I'm one Tony of the Gwynn. best guys or whatever. Well, uh, 10 years later, he hit 450 off me. Could never, ever get him out. And I remember seeing him at the cage one day, and I said, you remember that interview you did where you said you had a hard time picking the ball up for me? He knew I you said, were watching. I, I had, I was, he knew I was watching. Choice words. I, I told him something. I said, <laughs> I love you, Tony, but not today. <laughs> and uh, 
But th- that's the kind of thing that can happen sometimes. You just got you got to turn it off if you can, you know. That was the setup, and you fell yeah. right into I his did. trap. He set I you did. up. So he can't see oh. him. Here comes a fastball. Bing, oh single to left. Goodness, he just—he um, was impossible to get out. Uh, he really was. He was a, a special player, but he also was special at the <laughs> at the gamesmanship as well. We're lucky enough today to have the one of the best hitters of his generation, Sean Casey, with us. And in Unwritten Rules case, we try to do a little different subject every week. And this week we're doing gamesmanship. And I just thought you'd be perfect for the show. Both you guys played in the infield. The hidden ball trick. Did you ever do it? And do you think it's cool? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I never – did I ever do it? I almost think I – I almost think I, you know, as a first baseman, sometimes you'd get the tag and I would do the fake throw and hold it for a second, yeah. but I never, really, I never got anybody on it, but I want I think I might've done it to J roll one time in Philly. He freaking got that. Oh, you certainly tried did to get to him. I threw it back and, you know, but no, I, I tried to get some guys, but it never worked, but I have seen it work before. How about you, J roll? Um, yes, of course. I mean, you get a speedy runner on second base. I'm definitely faking Telling the pitcher don't don't get on the dirt, whatever the rules are. Got the ball, trying to talk to him, get him off the bag. Hey, there's a little. Yeah, you want to fix that? Where you leave that? Right about here. But it never works. Uh, um, you know, as an infielder, we're aware of those tricks that can happen and do happen because we've tried them on on right. the opponent. Um, so as a base runner, you're already aware of it. So it it rarely works, but. Um, shoot, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> Dude, I, Ronnie, I saw I saw it work, fellas, one time when I first got called to the big leagues with the Indians. Matt Williams, we're in Kansas City. You know, I'm a deer in the headlights. Like, just don't put me in. I'm scared to death. You know, they're like, oh, my God. We got these big dogs on the team. Well, Matt Williams, obviously veteran player. You know, it's 1997. He's been in the league a long time. Play at third base. Uh, I want to say a guy stole the base mm. and Matt Williams had the ball or there, was a, or there was a play at third and Matt was, and Matt instead of, you know, pretend like he threw it back to oral Hershiser. Yeah. And, and then Hershiser, like Jimmy said, didn't get on the mound and he was like, hey, man, excuse me real quick. I just want to brush the base off. And the player got off the base and Matt tagged him out. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God, I've never seen that work anywhere. But Matt Williams got drilled next time he came up to the – when he came up to him the next inning, they drilled him right in the ribs. And I'm like, well, you know, he kind of deserved that one, you know. <laughs> so no I saw it work. It. Luckily, Matt Williams is made of stone, so it's not going to hurt him when someone throws the ball at him, you know? Exactly. Oh, he, for, exactly. he for sure take that getting getting drilled for an out in that situation. That's not <laughs> exactly, even Exactly, Jimmy, yeah. It, it was, he was base, like, this got, is going to hurt, but I'm taking it. Yeah, you got an out and, you, and you're on base. Boom. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you guys remember the 91 World Series. Remember the big game, of course, with Smoltz? And Jack Morris, Jack Morris and the whole thing, right? Unbelievable game, 0-0 the whole way. Yep. But one of the big plays that people forget about in that game, Lonnie Smith was on first. Double to the gap. Handled it into left center field. That ball is down and a bad well, It's off the wall. Lonnie Smith is held up at third, and he didn't do very good base running. That was terrible by Lonnie. And Greg Gagne, who was the shortstop, faked like he was turning a double play which put Lonnie in his tracks, and he never could score in the ball. He made it to third, but he couldn't score in the ball in a 0-0 game, which the Twins ended up winning. 
I'm sure you've done that, Jay Rowan. Has it ever happened to you, Case? Oh, I've done it a number of times. I remember that like it was, <laughs> <That's what I laughs> like it was yesterday. I've done it. I, I mean, I've done it, and, and it's worked. And as an infielder, I'm trying to think, is that something they teach us, or is it something instinctively because we've seen it happen or we've seen it done, we just start picking up on it and, and hope it works? There are plenty of times on a hit and run, yeah, I'm faking like I'm covering the bag. I see the ball in the gap. I'm putting a tag on the run of their slide, and they're getting up and they're looking around. And guess what? You didn't score on the ball in the gap, and you have to go answer to that. So that right there was classic 1991. I remember like it was yesterday. I mean, <laughs> at that time, I, I was a Braves fan, I guess you can say, but I, I love Kirby, so it was, I was kind of torn. But just seeing that happen, the beauty of it, but also how the runner paid attention to something that he shouldn't have been. They always say when you're running the bases, pick up your third base coach for that reason because the infielder's job is to try to deke you, to try to think you, try to make you think that the ball is somewhere else that it isn't. So it worked, and I've done it my whole career. Uh, played with the guy Chase, who would literally put his knee down and act like the throw, come in and tag the runner. And I mean, we you do all types of things. Chase Shuttle, yeah, he do it. I mean, you do all types of things to save that run. <laughs> yeah, well, that 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 happened to me, but obviously, I was I was on the other side as the runner, you know, coming in, and you're like, yeah, you, you don't know where the ball is. You're sliding in, you know, and and you don't know where the ball is, and then these guys are pretending it's a double play ball, and it just and the, the biggest thing about the big leagues is everything's happening so fast, and so if you give those guys two steps in the outfield to get to that ball and get it in, like like Jimmy said, you just saved the run. And so, you know, anything that anything that could, you know, stall it for a second, I, I think I think it's genius. And, you know, I, I think I think it's a something that middle infielders do and it, and it works when you do it right. OK, um, I was thinking of three incidents. This, to me, this is kind of like the Alex Rodriguez five minutes of this show. Because um, he's been involved in so many different things. The first one, running across the mound after you're making out. Ooh. Bush League or who cares? I Wow. R- you know what, Ron? You're a pitcher. Yeah. You, yeah. you tackle that one. I mean, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that one. I have yeah. my take on it, but let's yeah. hear from you as a pitcher. Like, what does the mound mean to you and, like, the sacred space of it? I honestly never felt that way. I never felt like it was sacred if a guy was running across. Now, if he ran over the top of it, over the rubber, um, I think that's a little out of bounds. But if you end up running on the front or a little bit on the back, that never, ever bothered me. But um, I'm trying to think. It was the left-hander for Oakland that was pitching. Dallas Braden, Braden, Dallas Braden. Right? Dallas, Dallas Braden. Braden. Dallas he, Braden. And he went ballistic. So, I mean, to different pitchers, I guess you have a different feeling. I think it probably was more because it was A-Rod and not because he ran Good across point. the mound. But I could be wrong. <laughs> there was a little bit of an incident at the end of uh, the top half of the inning. And it involved Alex Rodriguez and the pitcher, Dallas Braden of the A's. Braden was definitely upset with Alex. Me personally, I don't think I don't think I've ever paid attention to a guy running back. It never bothered me. Um, I mean, I remember at the vet that mound seemed like it took up the whole entire infield. It was hard to run around that thing without running to a dugout. So I mean, I'm sure I've done it um, accidentally, but. I think like you, as long as you're not running over the top of the mound, running, you know, the front dirt, the back dirt, the side, you're, you're just really trying to get off the field. You made it out or, you know, you got, you know, tagged out on a steal. You're just trying to get off the infield and you're taking a beeline. And in that situation, maybe there was um, some history there that those guys didn't like each other. And he purposely did that disrespectfully um, to get his attention. But um, I've never really cared. I, look, if you're out, you're out. Just 
Let's just yeah, keep the yeah. game going. I'm glad you said that, Ronnie, because I, I, I was the same way. I, I think I've run across the mound before. I've never run up on the rubber, but I've run yeah. across the back part. Like Jay roll says, I'm just trying to get off the field. There's no, no disrespect there at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I always felt that if they're running off the field, that's not much better than circling bases, you know? So, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that out. Um, the second one I remember from Alex was, uh, do you remember he was in Toronto? And there was a pop up, oh, and I think John, the infield John was pop- oh John McDonald, John McDonald. and yes. and he yelled mine or something, and 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 Mac ended up uh, letting it go, and it dropped. And the ball falls in, and the Yankees are going to get another run as Matsui scores from second. How about that? A Rod might have said, "I got it about right here." And John McDonald is really hot at Alex Rodriguez. What do you guys feel about that? Dude, I have a I have an incident with A Rod that something like that happened to me too. When <laughs> surprise, I surprise! Happen, I saw that happen. I go, that happened to me. Two thousand six, two thousand six. I'm holding on A Rod. Giambi's at the plate. Uh, we're in. We're we're. It's the final game of the play. We're we're about to. We're we're in game four uh, of the ALDS. We're about to beat the you know the, the Yankees. And Alex got. I don't know if he got a hit or a single, whatever. And there was two outs in the inning, and Giambi hits me just a freaking. Just a one hop, one hop, just poop soup to me. I tell you, my six, my six year old daughter could catch this ball, right? It's right to me. And as it's coming to me, A Rod starts running a second. It's going, boot it, boot it, boot it, boot it, boot it. No. I swear. And I remember like catching the ball. And before I went to first, I kind of looked at him like, did that just happen? Like, did he just yell "booty, booty, booty" to me? <laughs> Literally, Before, hey, better, 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 better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, you got to be kidding me. So I touched first, and when I saw that incident happen with Johnny Mac, I thought to myself, "Oh my gosh, I've I had that happen to me from A Rod telling me to boot the ball when it was coming to me." You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that's bush league. Tell you the truth, that is total <laughs> yeah, bush league. Yeah. I'm total bush league. Right, words right out of my mouth. That that is bush league. As an, I mean, one, you know. We understand as infielders, outfielders, the importance of calling the other guy off one uh, so that the ball is not interfered with, with other than the person who's intended to catch it. Two, it's a dangerous situation when you're running out and somebody's saying, I got it falsely, that an infielder and outfielder can run into each other. So although that was an infield pop-up, yeah. once a guy is under it, if somebody calls him off, especially if you're at third, the shortstop calls you off, you you leave. You just get out the way. And as an as as an <laughs> as an offensive player to do that to the defender, being a third baseman, a former shortstop himself, he knows better. That's that that's a no no. There's some things, and I mean that is for sure. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. No doubt about it. But there's some things that cross the line, and that for sure cross the line. You know, you, you guys aren't old enough, so you never really got the full taste of what Billy Martin was like, another Oakland uh, Billy Ball. Oh, man. Billy Ball, Grandma, Bi- Billy Ball. <laughs> Billy Ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, when you look back on some of the most famous video moments of baseball, the moment he went out to get George Brett's bat and oh. Tim McClellan measured it across the plate and then he looked at the Kansas City bench, hand up, and gave the out sign – to me, is one of the most iconic moments in the game. They might be going to call George Brett out. Well, he is. He's out. Yes, sir. Brett is out. Look at, look at this. Brett is out. And He's steaming mad. He is out. 
and having to be forcibly restrained from hitting plate umpire Tim McClellan. I love Tim, but but Case, are we surprised that it was Tim McClellan? <laughs> no, exactly. I was like, McClellan was a, he was also there for Sosa. Didn't he get the when Sosa's corked bat went flying? That's McClellan right. McClellan was like, you're out and you're out of here both. <laughs> you know? So yeah, are we surprised? No, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Now, wasn't wasn't that rule misinterpreted? They went back and checked. Like it was. How did that all break down? Well, uh, what he did, the reason he measured the bat across the plate is because your pine tar was not supposed to go past the label. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, everybody's pine tar in those days would go up past the label because they didn't have the Manny Moda stuff. They didn't have a lot of the stuff that the guys have today that are, makes it much easier to grip the mm-hmm. bat. So they would have that pine tar all the way up the bat. And Billy Martin was just waiting for his chance, if Brett did something huge, to try to drop it on him. And remember, the reason he checked it is because he had a three-run bomb off Goose Gossage. Yep. And That's they right. put the put the Kansas City Royals ahead, so um, they ended up ruling in in Brett's favor. But um, that's a long way to go for a manager. Do you guys think to to confiscate someone's bat or to check a pitcher <laughs> for uh, substances? Remember, uh, Joe Girardi checked um, Max uh, Scherzer, Scherzer. Scherzer. Uh, last yeah. year, right? Mm-hmm. Checked him two or three times, and uh, but that's a long way to go for a manager, isn't it? I think so. I, I you know, first off. Whenever you see that clip now, you just can't wait for Brett to come out of the dugout. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's just can't wait. The, the reaction never gets old. And knowing George, too, I'm like, man, you go nuts. He's like, yeah, I was going to want to kill him. I wanted to kill Billy. But I think so. I think, I, you know, and, but if you're a guy like Billy Martin, obviously that personality is like, you want confrontation. So I thought it was a little excessive, man. You know, and, and, and Jimmy knows as a hitter, I don't even know what the hell that rule is. Like, the, the pine tar is <laughs> right. too high for what? Like, you still have to square the button. What is, what is right. pine tar being too high? Did you see, the guys, did you see recently in a, in a Division One baseball game that same thing happened? I don't know what team it was. Somebody went deep. That's right. That's they, right. They looked at the bat, you know, aluminum bat, and they were like, pine too high, like, you're out. And it was, I was like, what? We're still doing this? Freaking 2022? I right. mean, if there ever was a, a substance that would work against hitting the baseball a, a long way, it would be, you know, having pine tar. Exactly. <laughs> which is which is the whole point. Look, I'll use pine tar, maybe a little Vaseline on my club face to help the ball stick and go straighter, but on a bat. I'm trying to get every stitch of that ball as far as I can hit it. So, um, yeah, that case, not that you would ever come out the dugout when we've seen you get heated. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but to come out the dugout, that a to see a guy like you just to have something like that happen. Not that I'm wishing that upon you. It's too late now. But that would have been that would have been classic to see the mayor go off on an umpire. One, he could flat out hit. But he hits a home run, and then they take it away from you. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty tough. You worked your butt off for that hit. Everybody knows how hard it is to hit. And Billy, as yeah. you said, he was waiting. And he, it was like just waiting in the bushes for the ambush, and this opportunity <laughs> came, and bow! He came out and got him. Oh, that was that that is classic. Like you said, Case, no matter how many times you watch it, watch him come out that dugout. It's the best thing ever. What about this one, Ronnie, to throw this okay. one out at you? And J-Roll, this is good for you, too. Trey Mancini, I don't know if you guys saw this. Yeah, I saw he, it. He hits a ball, uh, and there's a play at first base. He's safe. 
He does makes no attempt to go to second base. He kind of, you know, it, 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 he didn't. And then he comes back to first. Rob Drake, they tag him. Rob Drake, the man, uh, the umpire, bam, rings him up. Mancini will be tagged out. He's called out by Rob Drake. He turned in field, came back to the base, and Rob Drake called him out. You know, Hyde ends up getting thrown out and, and Mancini. But that was one unwritten rule, too. Like, all right. Like, I mean, it's a written rule, but, like, it's a judgment call by the umpire. And I, mm-hmm. I just don't agree with that. Like if you turn inside, that doesn't mean you're going to second base. And you know, it's another one of those rules where it can be interpreted wrong. You know, what's crazy is that you're taught since you're a kid, right? Never turn to your left, mm-hmm. always right. turn to your right. right. And, and Trey did turn to his left, but he had no intention of going, you know, if you watch enough games, J roll, you know, if a guy, once he gets past the bag, he has those three or four scampered steps where he's yep. thinking of going to second, down. and then he realizes I got to shut it down and hustle back. Right, and and I don't think um, people really understand how hard it is to turn to your right, especially once you see a ball get by a first baseman skid up the line. Your natural instinct is to turn left. Everything you do in baseball when you're successful, you're making a left-hand turn, period. <laughs> Turning right is going back to the dugout like... That's a good t- point. You, you know, you hit first base and you're just giving up. I'm just going to turn back around and, you know, that's if you're on the first base dugout. If you're on the third base dugout, you turn left to go back to that to that dugout. But, yeah, there's definitely a clear intent when a guy is making an attempt. Like, you're taking those scamper steps because you're breaking down to the side. Am I going to go? Is it worth it? Do I have the time? What's the play going to be like? It all happens so fast. If there's not a genuine step, you know, towards second base, then he's not trying to go. He's just turning. He's breaking down. He's turning left just to get back to the bag. That's it. That was his intent, period, as plain as daylight. But it's written down that if you <laughs> turn left, especially if you cross the line by just the tip of your cleat, you're attempting to get to second base. And that's something that can be revisited. Uh, but there, there's no intent there. You know, you guys have, uh, I'm sure, great stories from your minor league days, but I was just thinking of my minor league days and how you're taken under a pitching coach's uh, um, talking to you about how to approach hitters. And I remember one of the first pitching coaches, I won't say his name because, you know, it's not a great story for him, but I remember <laughs> saying that, boy, you know, th- th- this player on this team, he gets intimidated if you throw up and in. I want you to at least throw one pitch up under his chin every time he comes to the plate. I was like, whoa. I mean, that's 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 awkward, I think, you know, to premeditate that I'm going to throw something underneath his chin. Um, to me, that's an organic thing. You know, he's on the plate. He's diving. He just fouled a, a nasty pitch I threw. I need to get him off the plate. You know, it's an organic mm-hmm. thing as opposed to a premeditated thing where I'm like, you know, every time he comes up, I'm going to try to intimidate him. But I'm sure when you guys came up, especially in the lower minor leagues, everyone takes a shot at you, don't they, at some point? Well, Ronnie, I was scared in the lower levels of the minor leagues because guys didn't know where the hell was going. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not like Ron Darling where they're like, hey, Ron, you know, you went to Yale. Just buzz this guy right under his tower. It's no big deal. You can do that. You're facing some of these guys throwing 100 miles an hour, you know, just right out of the, right, you know, right out of 18 years old, right out of school, and they have no idea where it's going. So did I get my tower buzz? Yes. I don't know if it was on purpose, but a lot of times just, oh, my God, buckle up. Speaking of you know, those minor league stories. And I think catchers learn in the minor leagues. And this is a very important part of gamesmanship and getting advantages uh, for you, Ron, for the pitchers. Yeah, yeah. They get up there, you know, at first base, I love talking to the first baseman. You know, I'm trying to let them make them think part of gamesmanship. I'm not going to steal. 
but at the plate. <laughs> no, I knew you were stealing, Jimmy. Jimmy, I knew you were stealing. You weren't chicken. Hey, Cash, how you doing, man? Everybody good? The family's doing good? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extending my lead at while we're talking so the pitcher think I'm not thinking about second base. But, but, <laughs> but catchers talking to umpires, to batters, trying to butter wow. you up, trying to distract you. Is that cheating or is that trying? I, I cheat and I hated that. I, I told a couple catchers, you got to shut up. Like, I, I'm like, you can't, th- I don't want your, I don't want you. I, I might say hi to you initially, but I don't need you talking to the umpire, telling me this and that, that was a pitch. Hey, what do you think, Case? Like, I'm not your friend. And like, that's how I felt in the box. I'm not your friend. Like, I don't need to hear your commentary and I don't want to hear it. And I, I, had, I had, had that conversation a few times. Like, dude, you need to shut up. You know, <laughs> yeah, like like someone makes a pitch on you, and the, and the umpire calls it a ball, and they say, "Come on, that's right there." Drives yeah. you crazy, right? Hate All that the time. stuff. Hate that stuff. <laughs> and I turn around like, "Well, he called it a ball. It's a ball." It, it, hey, don't give in to that. Period. Because they they're trying to work. Now it's 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 pretty ironic. It's pretty ironic that Case doesn't like this, considering how he talked to everybody at first base at some point. And I was just thinking. Everybody. Did you ever give some false information to a guy at first base, maybe the first, for some gamesmanship? Oh, my Ooh, God, Ronnie. One time, one. bro. One time. Ooh, one let's time. hear this. And like, and, like, Jimmy knows, too. He's coming. He's yapping away. I'm like, Jimmy, I know you're stealing. Don't have to butter me up and tell me, like, how, you know, how's uh, where'd you go eat dinner last night? And bam, you're out of here. But my, my third week in the big leagues, I was just so excited to be there, and I was – I wasn't doing like I just come back from an injury. I was hitting like a buck seventy. I'm like, I'm gonna be out of here soon. I was like, I gotta get as many conversations in as possible. I was asking guys to sign balls. Hey, bro, can you send a ball over to me? Thanks a lot. Because you know, I may never be back here again. I'm scared to death. So this one time we're in Cincy and, and Henry Rodriguez, you know, O Henry's just raking oh, yeah. at the time, ninety eight, hitting bomb after bomb. And you know they did that thing in, in, in Montreal. Whenever he would homer, they'd throw O. Henry balls on the That's, bars onto yeah. the field. You know, that candy bar. And I'm like, oh. So, it, you know, Henry Rodriguez leads off the inning. Bam, hits a rocket, you know, right field. Boom. Well, Ron Valone's on the mound, who's a lefty. And I don't. I just got to the big league, so I don't know Ron. I don't know his move. I don't know anything. So, Henry gets on first base, and I'm like, hey, man, big fan. <laughs> Dude, you can only see me. 23-year-old Sean Casey, big fan of yours, bro. I'm freaking, you, I love your swing, and I love in Montreal. So now he's got his lead, and I'm, I'm talking to him. Like, big fan of yours, bro. Love it in Montreal when you go deep, when they throw those O. Henry balls, bars on the field. And right when I say that, he turns to me, and he's like, thanks a lot, man. Right when he turns, Ron Valone freaking step off pick. I catch the ball as he's saying thank you. I'm like, bro, I am so sorry. I was like, I, 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 there's no bad intentions here. I just got here. I'm probably going to get sent down tomorrow, but you're out. My bad. You know, I, and I wow. tagged him out and he walked off, looked at me like, well, you know, what a jerk. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness well we have to end classic. it right there after classic. that story that's unbelievable oh my god classic case henry case, rodriguez is mf you everywhere he goes for the rest of his life he's exactly. like let me tell you this sean casey story everyone thinks he's a nice guy wait till i'll tell you this story about this guy <laughs> oh my god oh, i tried to, oh i tried god. to get jimmy one time but he was too busy really paying attention so i couldn't get him <laughs> you already know funny. awesome unwritten rules with jimmy rollins and ron darling sean casey thanks for coming by i knew it'd be great with you gamesmanship and all its definitions thanks case thanks fellas appreciate it appreciate it brother
Well, Jimmy, this was a fun show. I mean, to have Sean Casey on and to get to talk about gamesmanship. So after the show, when we're thinking about it, what, what do you think, like, what's your final take on gamesmanship? Um, obviously, um, saying I got it on a pop-up in infield, that's a no. For mm-hmm. sure not. Running across the mound, I don't feel a way about that. You know, catchers talking, first baseman talking, they're doing their job. They're supposed to try to distract you. It's up to you as a hitter, as a base runner, uh, to not let it happen. So, look, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, <laughs> I'm all for gamesmanship. Whatever it takes for me or my team to get that advantage over you and your team, I'm willing to do it as long as it's not going to get me drilled. One of the things I loved about our show here, Unwritten Rules, is as as we go along, we're realizing that a lot of these unwritten rules that we've seen in the past in the past are just getting obliterated. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it doesn't run over us. Thanks a lot for the show. Jimmy Rollins, the best. Ron Darling, Unwritten Rules, Odyssey, and Major League Baseball. Unwritten is a production of Odyssey and Major League Baseball. Our senior producer is Paul Aspen of Odyssey with Ian Kay of Major League Baseball. Lena Glazer is the executive producer of 2400 Sports at Odyssey. Jody Avergan and Nick Trotta of MLB are executive producers. Special thanks to everyone at Major League Baseball and Odyssey who helped make this show happen. If you enjoy the show, please leave a rating or a review in your podcaster player of choice. Or just tell someone about the show. For Jimmy Rollins, I'm Ron Darling. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back soon with more on baseball's unwritten rules.